Hello and welcome to the Lisper Podcast. Once again, I am your host, Tyrone, and today's episode is called Get At Me, Dog." That's right. Today's episode is about DMX. DMX stands for Dark Man X. If your name was Earl Simmons, and everybody knows who DMX is. If you don't know who DMX is, I can't explain it to you. But today's episode is about DMX, and I'm not about to bark. I'm not about to do that bark. Because whatever that kind of dog DMX was when he was doing that barking, I ain't that kind of dog. Y'all know my voice is high pitch. Y'all know my voice is messed up. If I try to bark, DMX was like a, 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 a pit bull or some kind of big, crazy attack dog. And my bark would be more like the uh, the Taco Bell dog, the little Chihuahua bark or a French Poodle or something like that. So I'm not about to do no bark. But today's episode is about DMX. Now, we all know DMX tragically passed away earlier this month. And they said it was a heart attack that was due to a drug overdose or whatever. Um, I also just want to acknowledge that Black Rob, you know Black Rob, the uh, Black Rob from Bad Boys. Whoa! You remember that song, Whoa! Black Rob, um, he passed away. And um, I found out that Shock G passed away. I just found that out today that Shock G passed away. And for many of you who might not recognize the name Shock G, Shock G was Humpty Hump from Digital Underground. No, Humpty Dance, here's your chance to do the hump. So he passed away too. So I'm going to say today, R.I.P. stands for Rap in Peace. And um, Rap in Peace is for DMX. Uh, Black Rob and my man Shock G, um, and I'm sorry that they these these guys passed away. It was all um, early fifties, fairly young young dudes. So with that being said, um, I want to get into DMX, and I know DMX had some drug issues. I know DMX had some runnings with the law, some legal problems, some 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 money issues, some child support, all kinds of crazy stuff going on with DMX. All kinds of crazy stuff going on in his personal life. And I'm not here to um, talk about any of that. Okay, this podcast is not going to be negative. This podcast is going to be a positive podcast. This podcast is going to be a celebration of DMX, a celebration of his life, a celebration of what this man did for hip-hop, a celebration for what this man brought to the hip-hop world, a celebration for what he did for the Rough Riders and, um, and all of that. So the drug uses, I'm not going to talk about, I'm not going to talk about his personal life, I'm not going to talk about his kids, I'm not going to talk about, you know, jail and none of his charges or, I don't even know what all these niggas' charges are, to be honest, and I'm not going to talk about them. I'm going to start off this podcast by saying uh, a hot take that y'all are going to find very hot, but y'all also may find very blasphemous. And this is the truth, and these are the facts. I never, ever, ever in my life, not one time did I ever buy one DMX album. I never bought a DMX album. Sounds crazy, right? Y'all want to take my black card back? Y'all want to take my rap card back? Y'all want to take my black card back? I never bought a DMX album because I was not a DMX fan. But I'm legit because that's like I said. Even if you're not an Eminem fan, remember I said even if you wasn't an Eminem fan, you still had him put, you still can't deny Eminem being on your GOAT list. That's how I am with DMX. I'm not a DMX fan, but I ain't going to sit up here and hate on the man. I ain't going to sit up here and say just because I wasn't a fan of DMX that I wouldn't put that man on the GOAT list. DMX has got to go on the GOAT list. He sold 74 million records. He started a whole, like, empire with, with that Rough Rider shit. 
Rough Riders. You know, he started a whole empire with that shit. He did a lot for hip-hop, and he had a lot of hits. To be honest, DMX did have a lot of hits, so I'm not hating on him. I'm going to put him on the GOAT list, but I just wasn't a complete fan of DMX. Now, when I was younger, when around the time when DMX came out, I used to be a magazine-type guy. There was three magazines that I had to have every week. I had to have a FHM, I had to have a Maxim, and I had to have a Source magazine. Now, I bought some other magazines. I bought Hip Hop Weekly sometimes or whatever the bullshit was, you know, whatever other magazines was out. But those were my three major ones. FHM had the girls on them, the uh, Maxim had the girls in them, and they had good articles. And, um, and the Source magazine was my source of, of hip hop. So I had saw DMX on the unsigned hype of the Source magazine. I think it was like 97, something like that. I saw him in there and they said, oh, this is a kid. He had some issues and he rapped with K-Solo and he was going to be the unsigned hype. And I was just like, all right, cool, whatever. Then I saw that Columbia, um, Columbia had signed him to Rough House, Rough House Records. And that was cool. And then I thought about it um, just now. <laughs> I was just listening to my 50 Cent episode. Um, what was it called? It was called uh, What's Beef? My 50 Cent episode called What's Beef? And I was just listening to that last week again. And here it is. I was talking about how Columbia had dropped the ball on 50 Cent. How they had 50 Cent signed first. And they dropped the ball on him and where he went on to be. And then here it is. I'm like, Columbia had DMX too. DMX was signed to Rough House Records, which is part of Columbia. So Columbia had DMX too, and they dropped the ball. So now I'm wondering how many rappers did Columbia have before they got big that they dropped the ball on? Because it's like, what the fuck's going on? Y'all had 50 Cent, y'all had DMX, y'all dropped the ball on both of these motherfuckers? <laughs> so I was just like, wow, Columbia House, y'all fucking up. Whoever's the a A&R there at the time should be fucking fired. <laughs> For real, they should be let go. Like, get the fuck out of here. Um, but with that being said, anyway, uh, I can remember how I was introduced to DMX. Now, um, DMX was on Mace album, and it's funny. <laughs> it's funny now when I listen, look back at it. It's so funny now how I bought both of Mace's albums. I bought Mace's um. I bought Harlem World, and then I bought that Welcome Back shit, because I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why I bought main shit, because I was so mad after I bought Harlem World. I just remember buying Harlem World and being so mad. I remember I used to go around telling anybody that if I ever seen Mace on the street, I was going rumbling. Like, I was going to beat Mace the fuck up for making me buy that album, because I thought that album was ridiculously terrible. But, um... I still bought Welcome Back afterwards. I don't even understand. And it's well fucked up that I bought a Mace. I bought two Mace CDs and didn't buy a DMX one. Now I feel like, what the fuck was wrong with me back then? I don't know. You know, maybe I was on drugs. I don't know. Maybe I was doing a lot of shit I shouldn't have been doing and fucking up. But anyway, back to what I was saying. Um, I heard DMX on that 24 Hours to Live, and I and I didn't really know it was DMX. I ain't know nothing about him. I didn't know who he was. I just was like, who's this dude? I listened to it, whatever. But I can vividly remember the day that I first really found out about DMX, okay? I can vividly remember that day. So I'm in the Army, and I get up for breakfast, 
and I put on my BDU pants and I put on my, uh, I was in Fort Gordon, Georgia. Cause I was in, uh, I got out of basic and I went to AIT and I was in Fort Gordon, Georgia and AIT. And that's like, uh, that's like military college. That's like the army college. That's like where you go to, uh, to school at, to learn your trade or whatever they, whatever job you're going to be in the military. That's where you go to school at to learn it. And so I was there, um, learning my school stuff and I had on my BDUs and my shirt. I ain't even put my boots on yet. Just had my socks on and I'm getting ready to go to, uh, to go get breakfast. Now me at the time, I think I was listening to a lot of Jay-Z. So I was on Jay-Z's, uh, in my lifetime. I think it was in my lifetime because, um, reasonable doubt. And then, yeah, it was in my lifetime, Jay-Z's album. That's what I was pumping at the time. That's what I was listening to. Had some little hits on there. I think Who You With was on there and some other stuff. So I was listening to that album. That's what I was pumping. I was a Jay-Z fan, and I was just, you know, getting over, you know, Biggie and all that. And, you know, Wu-Tang was still in the uh, in the circulation. You know what I'm saying? Wu-Tang had to be around, you know, playing in the front. You know what I mean? So I'm listening to all that kind of shit. And my boy Baxter comes running into my room and he comes running in there and he's like, yo, Livingston, Livingston. I'm like, what's up, man? What's up? And he just keeps screaming, Livingston. I'm like, dude, like, what the fuck? What's up? And he's like, yo, you got to hear this shit. You got to hear this shit, man. Come to my room. Come to my room. You, you ain't going to believe this. You ain't going to believe this. I got this, um, I got this CD at the mall. I got this CD at the mall. And he was telling me how he got the CD at the mall. And I was like, okay, you got a CD at the mall? Like, what the fuck? I don't care. I really... <laughs> oh, you know me, I'm an asshole. I'm in the bathroom. Like, yo, fuck you. I don't care. I buy a CD at the mall all the time, my nigga. Like, what is that? Like, what the fuck is you talking about? He's like, yo, I got the CD at the mall. Come here, come here. So I'm like, all right, all right, all right. So we go in his room. We get in his room. He pulls his radio. He pops a CD in there. Like, and, then, and then the first thing he put on, he put on Get At Me Dog. And he's like, and this was DMX's first album, It's Dark and Hell is High. He showed me the cover, and I see DMX. Like, DMX, yeah. And he's like, DMX, man, that's the dark man. It stands for Dark Man X. This DMX is the dark man. Look at him. Look at him. Now, I guess he was enamored with the way he looked, because um, Baxter kept a short haircut. DMX kept his hair short. Baxter was all, like, kind of, like, in the uh, working out, kind of looking a little buff and stuff. Like to take his shirt off. DMX ain't had no shirt on. He looked rough. And Baxter liked that rough shit. He looking rough and all right. So he was enamored with just how he looked. Look at him, Dark Man X. Yeah, DMX. Why? He was hype. I was just like, all right, bro. Like, calm down. Calm down. And then he played Get At Me, dog. And he was like, you know, y'all niggas want to be killers? Get at me, dog. Y'all niggas want the realest? Get at me, dog. Y'all niggas want the real? Get at me, dog. And I ain't barking. What's the deal? <laughs> I told you, I'm not about to try that bark. I'm not about to sound like no chihuahua with this motherfucker. So anyway, so that was a single, and I was like, okay. And I was fronting. I, I wasn't really a DMX fan, but I was in there dancing with him. Get at me, dog. I was all into it. Get at me, dog. Dancing with him, like, giving him his props. Because he loved it so much, I didn't want to be like, all right, that was cool. That was all right. That was chilling. Let me get back to my jigger. You know what I mean? I didn't want to be like that. So I was like, in there, get at me, dog. And I was, I was in here. And then, uh, yeah, Stop Being Greedy was on the album. Y'all been eating long enough now. Stop Being Greedy. Keep it real, partner. Give to the needy. You know? Don't make me wait. Fuck around and I'm going to bite you and snatch the plate. You know? That was good. Yo, that was actually a banger. Like, that beat, everything about that was banging. The DMX was the kind of uh, 
album that you play in your car. Especially for a nigga like me that like to show off, you drive by in the summertime and you be blasting DMX. That's the album that when you drive by in the summertime and you blasting out your window, the bitches be like, oh, okay. And the niggas stop and they start dancing and they start barking and giving you the fucking, yeah, my nigga, nigga, nigga. Yeah, they start doing all that. That that was what that album was good for. But I liked it. He had the Rough Riders album on there, Rough Riders. And then he had um, How's It Going Down. Now, How's It Going Down wasn't a song. What, what I like that song a lot because it wasn't um it wasn't typical what I heard. It wasn't the screaming, it wasn't the hype stuff, it wasn't the you know, argh, it wasn't all that. It was like a cool little chill out song. I'm tired of games being played. How's it going down? It's on till it's on, and I got to know now. Is you with me or what? You know what I mean? That was a cool song. And and so the first album was a cool album. It had some hits on there, some bangers. The only problem was that it wasn't enough to um you know, it wasn't enough to make me be like, I'm going to be a DMX fan. It wasn't enough to get me to where Baxter was at. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't enough to, um, I just, um, yeah, it didn't get me to where Baxter was at. And I'm trying to think of, was there any more songs on there that, um, that I may know other than those singles? You know, I, I I see that's what I'm saying. Um, I didn't know any songs on there other than those singles because, like I said, I didn't buy the album. Oh yeah, I think um, ATF was on there. I like that song, ATF. Boom, boom, boom. Open the door, ATF. And I like that song. So that was a cool song on there. But like I said, I never bought the album, so I only knew the singles. But as far as the singles was concerned, they was hits. They was hits, but I just wasn't in the DMX. So Baxter listened to DMX, so that was how I listened to DMX. That was how I listened to the, the songs that I liked, them four songs or whatever, and I thought, all right, he cool. I knew he was going to be a star. I knew he was going to be a star, and here's what I'm going to do. Um, I'm going to just use the first half of this episode just to go into DMX, talk about DMX, focus all on DMX, and then in the second half, I can go back and, and, and kind of re-backtrack and focus on all of the shit that he did, like, with the Rough Riders. Because although I wasn't a DMX fan, I was down with the Rough Riders. I bought Eve's albums. I bought the Locks. I was down with the Locks and the Rough Riders and all that. I was fans of them. I just wasn't down with DMX. So um, after I get through with DMX, I'm going to go back and I'm going to go talk about all the Rough Riders shit. His second album was Flesh of My Flesh, Blood of My Blood. Now, I was turned off by this album from the jump. When I saw the cover and I saw him standing there with the blood on him, I was like, oh, what's going on with DMX? Is this nigga trip? Is, is something going on with him? Because I did not like that at all. And I don't even... Um, that's the only thing I remember about that album. I remember that cover. I remember that cover. And that's all I really remember. I don't know if there was any hits on that album as far as I'm concerned. Now, of course, there was hits on the album. You don't sell 74 million records by having a floppy-ass uh, sophomore album in your career. That just doesn't happen. But I don't remember no hits from that album. I don't remember nothing about it but that cover. And that cover freaked me out. And I was kind of like still rocking the old DMX shit. I was still saying get at me dog and and um you know the Rough Riders anthem. I was still saying all of that stuff. 
And then uh, his next album was And Then There Was X. And then there was X. And um, and then there was X had some hits on there, I believe. Oh, yeah. Then there was X had um, What's My Name? And um, and Party Out. And What the Business Want? Yeah. The, then there was X had some hits on there. What's My Name? And bam, 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 bam. DMX, you know what I mean? That was it was a cool song. What's my name? That was on there. And um, what's the other song? Party up. Um, I think party up was a uh, what's party up? Oh, party up was like y'all gonna make me lose my mind up in here, up in here. Y'all gonna make me go all out up in here, up in here. Y'all gonna make me act a fool up in here, up in here. Yeah, that was um that was the party up song. I like that song. Oh, uh, I like that song a lot. That was that was a jam. That was a jam. And then what was else was on there? Um, um, what these bitches want from a nigga? Boom, 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 boom. What these bitches want from a nigga? Lee, what these bitches want from a nigga? Yeah, that song was on there. That was a good song. So there you go. He had uh. He had three hits off of that album. And the thing is, here we go again with the whole situation is, that's all I knew. That's all I knew. Those are the only songs that I know from that album because I didn't buy it. I didn't buy it. But those was hits, though. Those was hits, though. And them albums was hot. People liked those albums. They bought them. And those was hits. DMX sold 74 million records. Okay? So... Those with hits, but you can tell. You can tell I'm not a DMX fan. You can tell I don't really know that much of what I'm talking about. You can even tell. Look, I ain't even gonna front. Okay, what's my name? I kind of got mixed up with um with uh with one of the other songs. I was trying to sing what's my name, but it didn't come out right because I think I was getting it mixed up. I think I was singing one of the old songs like Get Me Dog or something because. I couldn't remember exactly how What's My Name goes. I just remember him saying, What's my name? And, and that's probably it. So you can tell I'm not really a DMX fan. I'm even fucking up the songs. You know? <laughs> I'm fucking up the songs. Now, the next album was called The Great Depression. Now, I saw that cover. And I was like, oh, this is a cool cover. This is a cool cover. But I did not know um, nothing about that album. Okay, and then uh, I just didn't, and that was the end of my DMX listening too. Like when after um, DMX, the Great Depression was the last album that I really knew about. That was the last album that I really even like heard of. Um, I know he had the uh, one song on there with Who We Be. That's the only song that I really know off of that album. It was like um, they don't know who we be. They don't know who we be. And I think that's the song that was going like, didn't, 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 didn't. So that's the song that I think that was that song. And that's the only song I know of that album. That's the only, like, I was done. Not that I ever got started, but I was done with DMX at that point. Um, But still, even at that point, he had a hit. Even at that point, he had a hit. Like, there was a hit on that album. At least one, you know? At least one hit. So, there we go. Then he had, um, what is it? Grand Champ. 
And I don't, I like Grand Champ. We had the dog on the cover. And um, that's all I know about that, except for the one song he had. Where the hood, where the hood, where the hood at? Where the hood, where the hood, where the hood at? That song was on there. So still, there you go. Another hit. Even though I didn't listen to that album, even though I don't know nothing about that album, I know he had a hit on there and where the hood at. And is that all his album? I can't think of no more songs, so I'm thinking that's all his album. I'm about to look it up. I'm going to check. Oh, no, he had another album, Year of the Dog. I don't even know what Year of the Dog is, but I'm going to see if it had a hit on there. Because all his other albums that had at least one hit. So let's see Year of the Dog. Um, We In Here was the single. We In Here was the single. I don't know that song. And Lord Give Me a Sign was the, the other single. Oh, yeah, I don't know those songs. I don't. Mm-mm. And then he had an album in 2012, Undisputed in 2012. Um, yeah, I never even heard of this. I never even seen this cover. I don't know what Undisputed is in 2012, so I'm going to just look for the singles. I don't dance. I don't know what that is. And Head Up, I don't know what that is. So, yeah, um, I'm guessing by, like, 2003, I was kind of done with DMX. Grand Champ, 2003, that was kind of like, I guess the last time that I knew of a DMX album or that I knew of, a, or, or, or the last time DMX kind of like had a hit, I guess. So, I mean, as far as his music is concerned, he had some hits on every album. He had some songs that I banged out. I didn't have, I didn't buy an album. I wasn't a fan, but there was a lot. Of, I did, you know, he had a lot 10 songs throughout his discography that I banged out. And the real DMX fans were like, adamant about his albums you know baxter had that passion about dmx real dmx fans were like out here not wearing no shirts and tying t-shirts around their head and and riding motorcycles and and doing all kinds of shit to be a part of of what dmx was a part of and growling and barking and, and getting pit bulls and putting big ass chains on them and all that shit you know dmx still had a big influence on his fans that went way beyond music and that's part of what i'm going to talk about as part of the whole um rough riders thing like he started a whole world of uh a shit with the rough riders like a whole world of shit with them and um i'm gonna get into that later but let's let's talk about dmx acting because he also became an actor which a lot of rappers do because they use their fame to get themselves in the movies and he became an actor and his first movie was belly and belly is okay i'm gonna take my black card again I'm losing my black card. DMX is, is is taking my black card away from me slowly but surely. But Belly is like a critically acclaimed black movie. It's like all the the black folks, all the hood black people was all like belly, 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 belly. Like Belly's one of their favorite films. Belly's the shit. Belly's all that. Belly, belly, belly. I, I could not hear enough about belly like everybody house i went over to belly the the the, the, the damn belly uh dvd is out there on display it's on the coffee table it's like every nigga house <laughs> gotta let you know that they watch belly like belly was the shit and i was just like belly was all right i'm a movie kind of buff movie guy i love movies and belly was all right belly wasn't my shit so, yeah, I, I might be losing my black card. 
I don't care. I'll turn that motherfucker in because Belly wasn't what I um what I like. And then they have Romeo Must Die. Romeo Must Die. I did not like Romeo Must Die either. I was like, this is corny shit. Like Romeo Must Die was corny. I did not like it. Um, Exit Wounds. Um, I ain't gonna lie. I never saw Exit Wounds. Never saw Exit Wounds. And I, I don't know if that takes away my black card or not. I don't know if that if, if that's fucked up. I don't know if that's a good movie. Maybe one day I might decide to watch it. But I never saw Exit Wounds. Um, they said he was in a movie called Backstage. I don't know what that is. Oh, Backstage. I know what that is. Backstage, yeah. Um, that was um like a documentary type genre. So he just was playing himself. He wasn't really starring in that. Um, Cradle to the Grave. I saw Cradle to the Grave. That was like, uh, who was it? Jet Li, right? Jet Li was in that. Now, Cradle to the Grave, I didn't really like that movie either. But I did enjoy that soundtrack. I bought that Cradle to the Grave soundtrack. And I was like. I was listening to that motherfucker. And that's funny, too. I didn't buy a DMX album, but I bought the Cradle to the Grave soundtrack. I don't know. What, I don't know what's wrong with me. I really don't know what's wrong with me. And um, Never Die Alone. Now, Never Die Alone was a great movie. I think that's the DMX movie about the reporter that was trying to do a story on on on, on DMX because he was like a drug kingpin or something. And, and this reporter wanted to do a story on him. And he had uh, Reagan Gomez Preston in there. And he had her all drugged up and drugged out and stuff. Yeah, that was a decent movie. I liked that a lot. I watched that a few times. Then he's had a lot of movies. He's had Five of Lies, Death Toll, Last Hour. I don't know what these movies are. Um, Last Hour? Was Last Hour that movie with um with Edward Norton in it? I think Last Hour was a movie with Edward Norton in it. I think that might have been good. He had Lord of the Streets. He had a movie called Rise of the Kool-Aid Serpent. <laughs> I don't know. I guess DMX was just taking movies now to, to make some money. King Dog, Blame It on a Hustle. I remember him in Top 5. Pimp Movie, I don't know. That's about Beyond the Law. He did a movie in 2020. Chronicle of a Serial Killer in 2020. He got two, two movies that's to be announced whenever they're going to drop. So, I mean, okay, DMX. He, um, he did all right for himself with the movies, I guess. I don't see any critically acclaimed movies in there except for maybe Belly. But like you said, I, I wasn't in the Belly, like I said. So he was doing good with the movies, and I know he was on countless TV shows. I remember his South Park episode. I remember he was on, on Moesha. Uh, he was on a lot of TV shows. He was on Eve's show, of course. He was on Eve's show, you know, for a little, um, for a little bit. I think he was on like two episodes or something on Eve's show. He was on the uh, Chappelle show. I remember seeing him on the Chappelle show. And um, and he was on a lot of documentaries. He was on the Yana, um, being saying, Yana, Yana Fix My Life shit. I remember he was on there. Um, and I remember he was on Black Ink, too. He was just, he was on Black Ink. I remember uh, when Black Ink, when I first started watching Black Ink, DMX was on there. I think he came to get a tattoo or he came to, to a party or something, came to big them up. He was on something. So DMX was around. And DMX was doing things, and like I said, I wasn't really a fan, but I can't deny what this man done for hip-hop as far as his album is concerned. I can't deny that he had some hits out. I can't deny that Belly had a big impact on people, and that was a good movie. I can't deny that I did like that movie, Never Die Alone, you know? So um, DMX on his own has done enough for me to say that we can drop this man's name in the GOAT conversation. 
we can put him on a GOAT list. Does he make my top 10 list of rappers? No. But he's got to make the top 20. He's got to make the top 20. So that's where I'm at with DMX as a solo artist. So now um, I'm going to take the commercial break. And, um, and when I come back, I'm going to get into the real um, greater impact that he had as the leader of the Rough Riders and what that whole Rough Rider situation um, sparked at that time. And, um, yeah, so we'll uh, I'll see you on the other side. Well, I always say see you. Uh, I'll be back. I'll be back. Okay, so welcome back. Now, before we went to commercial, I had told y'all everything I could possibly tell y'all about DMX and his solo records and all of that stuff. But now I want to get into the Rough Riders. And the Rough Riders was a record label that was founded by um, Y-Dean and Siobhan and, uh, and D-Dean. They was all brothers and sisters. And they were Swiss Beats um, aunt and uncle. And um, I watched the Rough Riders little documentary thing and it was funny how uh, DMX had believed that when he signed on with them and they became Rough Riders that he was going to have some stake in the company or he was going to be like part owner or something in the company. And there was a, a dispute on whether or not that was real or not. And and, and supposedly Dean and them went back when they were and um, the fuck DMX over. So there was some sour grapes after all the success that the Rough Riders had, it was sad for me to see that um, that DMX and them had ended up in a sour grape, you know, dispute in a bad situation. And Siobhan had quit the company, and it it was bad. And I was sad about that, but I like I said, this 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 podcast is not about to be into the negativity. So let's just go. I'm gonna just go like and say this: Rough Riders started a whole lot of shit they have the rough riders motorcycle club they started a motorcycle club based on the rough riders and then that motorcycle club is still going strong today if i'm not mistaken they still got a motorcycle um rough riders <clears throat> excuse me they still got a rough riders on um, motorcycle club that's um doing shit still to this day riding motorcycles wearing their jackets representing rough riders you know what i mean so that's still going on and they had the rough riders um street team and I don't know what the Rough Rider Street team actually did, but I know a lot of people that wanted to be a part of it. And I know some Fugazi folks that claimed that they were a part of the Rough Rider Street team. There were some niggas in Philly that would be like, I'm going to New York this weekend. We having a Rough Rider Street team event. And I'm like, uh-huh. You what, you part of the Philly chapter of the Rough Rider Street team? And they like, yeah, because Eve from Philly and all this. And they found a way to associate themselves with the Rough Rider Street team because of Eve and all this and all that. But, um, yeah, that was a big movement. Like, the Rough Riders was a big-ass movement, and I appreciated that because um, the Rough Riders movement did some things for some uh, rappers and some talent that I was really a fan of. Like, for instance, Eve. I was a fan of Eve. And I knew about Eve because, of course, Eve was from Philly. And when you from Philly and you rap and you in certain circles with certain people, people know about you. So I knew about Eve rapping from Philly. I knew about her a little bit, something, something. And then um, I knew that Eve had went to, uh, she was out in Cali. She had actually went out to Cali. And she was out there with Dr. Dre. 
And I knew about Eve because uh I did the bull I, I bought the Bullworth soundtrack single because it was um uh, uh Dr. Dre um was doing was on it. And so I bought that soundtrack and Eve had a single on there called Eve of Destruction. Now that song wasn't that good, but Eve was good in it. I liked her flow. I liked the way she found it. I didn't like the production. I didn't think it was a good song for her, but I liked her. And then I heard she was down with Dre and she was going to be working with Dr. Dre. So I'm like, okay, I can't wait for Eve. I can't wait for Eve. And then she was gone. <clears throat> I was like, where's Eve at? There was no Eve. Eve never came out. Eve never dropped. And I was like, what the hell is going on with Eve? And then um, Eve popped up. Eve popped up on the Rough Riders. And I was like, oh, there she is. There's Eve. And um, the Rough Riders, so they had that first single, and they had um, uh, Ride or Die on there, What You Want on there. And I was like, okay, so they had the Rough Riders. What was the Rough Riders? Um, oh, the Rough Riders um, album was called Ride or Die, Volume 1. And um, I bought that album. That essentially could be called a DMX album, but I bought that album and um and Eve was on there and I was like, okay, there she go. There go Eve. There go Eve. How you do it? Eve, how you do it? What's that from? Oh, that's from her uh that's from her TV show. That was after the rap when she had that little TV show for a while. I like that TV show too. I watched that, John. I like that TV show. Eve was real cute then. Like back when she was with Rough Riders, when she first started, she was the first lady of Rough Riders. Eve looked like a rough rider. Not that she was ugly. Not saying she was ugly. It was just she kind of had that look like, you know, I'll beat your ass. Like, I'll fuck you up. Like, I'm not cute. I'm not out here to be cute. I'm out here to be. I'm with my niggas, and I'll fuck you up. But on that TV show, she was cute. She was, like, cute. I didn't know Eve was going to be like that. I was like, oh, okay. So I watched that show. It was cute. But, um, yeah, so Eve was with the Rough Riders, and I was like, okay, Eve. So at that time, when Eve came out in 1999, I was kind of itching for a, um for a female rapper. We didn't have many female rappers around, you know, like I think Charlie Baltimore was around a little bit. Um, you know, Lauren Hill was around a little bit, but there was not a female rapper. Queen Latifah was always Queen Latifah. She always was around doing a little something, something, something. But there was not a, a female rapper at the time that I could hang my hat on. At that time, I mean, Lil' Kim was still, I guess, doing a little something, something. But I really liked Eve. I, I thought she was going to come out with Dre. She didn't. But when she came back here, she got with the Rough Riders. And I was like, okay. So when Eve came out and that album came out, Let There Be Eve, I went and I bought that album. I bought that album. And um, that album was cool. It had um, Got a Man on there. Mm, and it had um, Love is Blind. Love is Blind. Now, Love is Blind was the hit of the year. Love is Blind was the hit of the year. And the funny thing was, Love is Blind is not my type of song. Love is Blind is not the kind of song that I really want to listen to. But it was like an anthem for abused women. And I like that Eve put that out there. And Eve uh, said on the Rough Rider thing that that was about a real-life friend of hers. That was that. That was. Uh, I think she was killed. I think that her real life friend had died, and um, from an, a domestic uh, abusive relationship. So Eve, um, that was a good song. You could tell, like Eve felt that song. Like it was like I don't even know you, and I hate you. Like you could feel that. 
you could feel that passion in that song i knew something was going on with that song and i was just like wow um that's a good song and then um she had let's talk about on there i like that song too let's talk about e v e you know what i mean got a man was on there um philly philly was on there um with beanie siegel philly 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 where i am from cool song cool song oh let me see what else was on there um i don't know what else was on there uh it was this one song on there that i really did like but i can't i don't know the name of it i just kind of know how it how it went um i'm not sure what it was but i know it was called i think it was stuck up but i'm not sure what it was but i know it was on that album and i bought that album and i was like okay but it wasn't even about just like the solo albums with eve it was the whole rough rider thing like it was rough riders and they had even and, and, and the locks was there and it just and the way they just flowed and the way they um the way they did it it was just like they was a team and they was like it was almost like 50 cent was had with the g unit when i was talking about 50 cent and the g unit how they was rocking that's the same way like rough riders was out there and rough riders was rocking they was doing everything and um i had like the locks because the locks was with uh with bad boy and the locks was with biggie and i don't think the locks would have been i don't honestly think the locks would have been rough riders had biggie not passed away i think the locks would have probably stayed with puff daddy and i think biggie could have probably like squared that over that that situation with puff and in the locks in that situation i think biggie could have probably squared that over but you know it is what it is and it is what it is but like i said i like that first eve album i was into it i was like you know eve was the shit. and then the locks who came from diddy who came from money power respect to i like jada kiss i liked um i like the locks i was like okay i bought the fucking we are the streets I bought the Rough Riders Locks We Are the Streets album. And oh man, Black Rob just died. But uh, in the tribute to Black Rob, I'm going to say that album was whoa. That shit was whoa. I was like, oh my fucking God. I couldn't believe it. I liked the locks, but I did not know that the locks was that good. I was like, what the hell? That song was like, I need a ride or die, bitch. You know what I mean? And he was in that ride or die bitch song. And I was like, ride or die bitch. That was my shit. That was that was like a big ass hit. And then fuck you. If you hope we wouldn't make it fuck you. Talk with a heart full of hatred. Fuck you. He said he wasn't um he said that he had killed a nigga. And then it was like, and whoever feels sad at the funeral, fuck them too. Oh, like, oh my God. Oh my God. Breathe easy was on there. Um wild out. Wild out, y'all better back up, dog. Wild out, and I like the end of that song. They was like, Wild out, anything is like, Is the ice girl in your girl? What is she with you? Fuck him, wild out. Uh, wild out. And that was one of those joints you can put in your car, drive down the street, and then bitches be like, Yeah, wild out. Fuck that. If you're working at a job and your boss fire you, fuck him. If a nigga step on your goddamn shoes, like, yo, while I was the shit, I was like, yo, I was, man, I was into that shit. Blood Pressure by Jadakiss. 
Yo, that's one of the best songs ever. That that song right there could be like a goat hip hop song. Who the fuck y'all want? Jada Kiss. Who the fuck y'all need? Jada Kiss. Yo, that song right there, my blood pressure is rising styles. <laughs> you know? Um, that was fucking real good. Y'all fucked up now. Scream LOX, like damn. Um, what else was on that song? I mean, um, we are the streets. We are the streets. That oh my god, I was done. I was done. I was not part of the Rough Rider Street team, but I was like, okay, we got the locks, we got Eve, we got DMX. That was when uh it's dark and um not it's dark and hell it's hot. That was with uh and then there was X was out. So it was like all of that was like happening at the same time. The locks, then there was X, Eve was out, and I was just like yeah, Rough Riders going to kill it. And DMX started that because they all, the Rough Riders started out as DMX's like management group. And they only started that record label because DMX was um was big time because DMX had blew up. And that's how the record label blew up. The only reason why that record label got started was because DMX had blew up and DMX had a big following, a big fan base. And DMX was like, Considered like the leader of the Rough Riders, and he had even he had on uh, and Swiss Beats was there because he was their nephew and he was a good producer. All that started with DMX. If DMX, if 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 um, if Dark and Hell is Hot hadn't popped off, Rough Riders probably wouldn't have even existed. So all that goes to DMX, and Rough Riders is a big part of DMX's contribution to hip hop. And then they had Drag On, and you know what? I didn't like Drag On at all. I did not like drag on. I was like, why do they got drag on? And I don't know who drag on is. I, I thought maybe he was like um DMX's homie. I thought maybe he was um DMX's uh friend. But drag on had an album, he had that H2O opposite of H2O water, uh opposite of H2O album. So I guess that meant fire. I guess that opposite of H2O meant that he was on fire or something. I do not know because there was like nothing to make me like Dragon, and I can't tell you anything about that album because I didn't listen to it. I didn't listen to it. I didn't uh, hear nothing about it. I don't even know if it actually had a single. I don't even know if that album had a single. I I just remember it being called Opposite of H2O. I don't even know if it had a single or, or anything. Because Drag On was a bum. And Drag On was the only uh, letdown, I guess you could say, of the Rough Riders. And I'll stand by that. I'll stand by Drag On being a bum. And I'll stand by Drag On being a letdown of the Rough Riders. And um, <clears throat> I don't know what else you want me to say. I'm not down with Drag On. Okay? I'm not down with Drag On. And then the Rough Riders, um, they had another album. Rough Riders Volume 2, and that's when he had the World War, uh, what was it, World War Two on there, yo, the World War Two, and, uh, they had some other hits on that album, too, but I was still down with him, I was down with everything Rough Riders was doing, because I liked, um, the locks, I was looking for more lock shit, I was looking for more Eve shit, I was, um, I was looking for more Swiss Beat shit, and I wasn't, at the time, I wasn't even into all of those, uh, what is it called, all of those, um, DJs. 
Like, I mean, producers or whatever. They, yeah, producers. I wasn't into all of them producers and shit. Like, I knew, uh, damn, now I can't think of his name. I know that a lot of producers were starting to put out mixtapes. Um, and one for uh, Puff Daddy, one for Bad Boy. I forgot his name. Oh, man, I can't think of his name, but I used to buy his mixtapes. And um, Swiss Beast was coming up. I I, I knew Swiss Beast because he was like, Swizzy. And he was doing all of the um, all of the Rough Riders production, and I liked that. And I like that was when I liked Swiss Beats. That was when I was like, okay, Swizzy, Swiss Beats, Rough Riders. I was still down with it, even though Dragon turned me off, and even though Rough Riders, um, Ride or Die Volume Two wasn't. Um, I remember the World War Two song, but other than that, that album wasn't um, wasn't banging. It wasn't where I thought Rough Riders was going to be. And at the time, like I said, that's when DMX was going down. That's when DMX dropped the Great, the great Depression around that time um, in 2001 and stuff. And that's when I said, you know, I wasn't already a DMX fan. That's when DMX kind of went down. And the Rough Riders was kind of going down too. But then Eve came back out. Eve came out with The Scorpion. And I had to buy that album because I was down with Eve. And I still like Eve. And Eve came out with the Scorpion. And Scorpion had um, Let Me Blow Your Mind with Gwen Stefani. And I was like, okay, Eve is coming up. Eve is recognizing something. And the Rough Riders might be recognizing something. That all that rough shit, that uh, that barking, that fucking running streets, that gangster shit. It's time for Eve to be a lady. Eve already did that gangster shit. She did that gangster shit. She was in the streets. Now it's time for her to be a lady. So she got with Gwen Stefani and made that hit. Let me blow your mind. Made that fucking hit. And that was a hit record. I like that, John. That was a John you could put on Dance with the Bitches. Oh, oh. So Eve had learned. She took that natural progression and she had Who's That Girl? Eve, that girl. I was into that song. Eve won a Grammy, right? Didn't they win a Grammy? Eve and Gwen, they won that Grammy. Eve got a rough ride of Grammy. Okay? Eve got a rough ride of Grammy. And then um after after Scorpion came out, I was like, all right, cool. I was still down with Rough Riders. They were still pushing. I was cool. And then um Jadakiss came out with his solo album um from the locks, Kiss the Game Goodbye. And I love that. Um, I'm gonna tell you a story about that. I was downtown one day and I was down in the gallery and I was just walking around. I think it was the gallery, it was somewhere downtown. I'm pretty sure it was a gallery, and I was just walking around. And I went into um, Tower uh, Tower Records. I think it was a tower in the gallery. It was. It was a Tower Records in the gallery. And I love that story because I love music and I love movies. And that's where I went all the time. So I went into the Tower Records in the gallery. And I'm like, yo, y'all got that Jada Kiss? Y'all got that Jada Kiss? Kiss the game goodbye. And they was like, yeah, we got that. You know what I mean? And I went and bought that Jada Kiss. And they was like, yo, take the album over there. Go down the gallery and walk down the the, the, the road, like towards the food court. Take make sure you take the album. It's a surprise for you. So I'm like, all right, cool. So I walk down the road. I walk down, like going down the gallery towards the food court. And who is there? Jadakiss. Jadakiss was sitting in there signing albums. So I went and I got the album signed. I didn't get my name on it. I didn't get my name on it. I got it signed to uh Miss Kitty. Miss Kitty loved Jadakiss because at the time I was dating this girlfriend, Cheska, and I wanted to do something nice for her. So I got Jadakiss to sign the album cover. He signed it, Miss Kitty. And we gave, and I and I took it home. I didn't give him my fucking album now. Now, that's what I didn't do. I didn't give him my album, 
but I did give her the cover. Like, <laughs> what kind of asshole was that? I couldn't, I couldn't give it to her as a gift because, um, so I got home from the gallery, right? And I got the album and you know how you get the album and you got to pop that motherfucker in. So, you know what I mean? <clears throat> so I got home. And um, I had to listen to the album. I had to listen to it. So I opened the album up and I put it in the radio and I already used it. And I listened to it the whole time before she got home from work. But when she got home, I kind of like, I knew what time she was coming home. So when she was on her way home, I kind of like started blasting it in the apartment so she could hear it. And then when she came in, I was like, yeah, I got this for you. And I got it autographed by Jada Kiss. I went all the way to the gallery just to get it autographed for you. Blah, blah, blah. Because she was in lot saying she was a Jada Kiss fan. She liked the whole, she liked Eve. She was like down with the Rough Riders. She was one of those who gave person said she was on the Rough Riders, Philadelphia Street team. She was one of those. But um, she was down with it. So I turned it up and act like, you know, I wanted you to hear it as soon as you came in the door and all this and all that. And I even had to fake the funk because as I'm listening to the songs, I had to, um, I had to fake the funk. I had to act like I ain't heard the shit before. So when we started listening, I'm like, oh shit, I'm bobbing my head like, damn, like Jada killed it. No, and I listened to that shit twice already. I knew every fucking song on there, but I had to front for it. So that album was good. It had Jada's got a gun on there. Jada's got a, Jada's. Got a gun. It had um show discipline nigga with Nas. Um, we gonna make it. Uh none of y'all better like this. I one was banging and knock yourself out. That was the Neptunes. The Neptunes produced that song. And that was a um Neptune style song with the little Neptunes sound in there. I like that. And he had um Nasty Girl with Carl Thomas on there. Put your hands up like that yo that was a really 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 good album that was a really really good album and i like that album and um it's time i see you oh my god it's time i see you that that song it's time i see you with with the locks and um and eve and um and drag on and all them and infrared all of them on there that song should have been like the Rough Riders album. That song should have been like on Rough Riders Ride or Die Volume 2. That song should have been like a uh the summertime Rough Riders banger. And maybe they would have um kept going up instead of going down because this is around the time now that 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 Rough Riders kind of went started going down. You know what I mean? But that that album could have brought them back. And if that song, it's time I see you, if they would have put that song out as like a Rough Riders anthem single, I think Rough Riders would have still been going on. <clears throat> then they have Rough Riders Volume 3 in R&W Trust, and that was like another uh, Rough Riders um, anthem, and I never um listened to it. I never listened to that album. I can't tell you any songs that's on that album. I, I just don't know nothing about it. <clears throat> sorry um that's when i i basically was kind of done with rough rides and i don't know if that's around the time when um when they might have been starting to fall out you know i don't know no 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 because grand champ came out in 2003 and kiss of death came out so no they were still going on they were still going on but that was around the time i guess i wasn't i was waiting for another locks album 
and I was waiting for uh Eve to drop. Like I wasn't a real Rough Riders fan at that point anymore. After Rough Riders Volume Two, I was more of an Eve, and the locks were still going strong, and DMX was still out there, and I always had faith in DMX. I wasn't a fan, but I was like, DMX put out some shit. You know, people going to listen to it. Rough Riders is, is a movement. Rough Riders is going to come back out. And um, Styles P put out a single album, Gangster and the Gentleman. It was good, I guess. I wasn't a fan of Styles P. It was like, once Jada was like solo, I was all in, I was all about Jada. I forgot about Styles P and, and Sheik Lutz, to tell you the truth. Now, the locks as a group, the locks together, I was like, what? But Styles P separate from Jada and them. I just didn't get into it. Um, Eve came out with another album, The Evolution, and I ain't gonna lie, I didn't buy that album. I didn't buy that album, and I'm not really um sure what was on it. I wasn't um at that point. Uh, I guess the singles didn't attract me. I can't even remember the singles, but I guess they didn't attract me at that point. And then um, Jada Kiss came out with Kiss of Death. And um, I bought that. I remember buying Kiss of Death, and I remember um, being a little bit disappointed. I liked Why, Why. I liked that song off of the Kiss of Death album. And I think there were some other songs on there that I might have um, could get into. But I was kind of disappointed in that album. And then that's when I was done with the Rough Riders. That's when I was kind of like done with the Rough Riders because I damn sure wasn't about to be involved with no um drag on shit i definitely wasn't about to be involved with no drag on shit and like i said i wasn't really a dmx fan so dmx was going down cheek luch had tried to put out a, a, a singles album and i don't even know what it's called i never even heard of it so that was it that's my extent of what um my fandom that's my extent of what i know about the rough riders that's my extent of my, my dealings with DMX as far as music is concerned, as far as what he did for hip-hop. But it was a good run. It was a good run. It was like from 97 to 2003, DMX and the Rough Riders was killing shit. And like I said, they started the motorcycle game. They had the Rough Riders street team. They had Rough Double R was everywhere. Double R was on jackets. Double R was everywhere. And, uh, and they was down with everybody. I don't remember them ever even getting into a real beef. I know that... Um, that the locks had beef with, with bad boy, but that was like a little, you know, that was like a, a little beef with Puffy over there, a little over their music and stuff like that. That wasn't like a real rap beef that we could get into. And then um Swiss Beats, Swiss Beats went on to keep going. Swiss Beats kept going. Swiss Beats is like one of the best producers out there now. He 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 was able to like keep going and keep making good music. Um, Eve had another career. Eve went into acting and, and had her little TV show for a while. And, and what did she do? She designed some clothes. She had a good life. But 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 like I said, all of this goes back to DMX. DMX had an influence on people. DMX made niggas go out and get pit bulls, like I said. DMX made niggas go out and get pit bulls. DMX made people put chains on them. DMX made getting a tattoo of your dog cool. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? DMX, um, made eve's career like if eve hadn't joined the rough runners i don't know where she would have been dr dre had got rid of her um she talked about being discouraged about that she talked about being back in philly with nothing um so dmx took her on dmx revitalized the locks because after they got after they left bad boy i didn't know what the locks was going to be dmx revitalized the locks brought their career back 
I mean, he couldn't do nothing for Dragon. That's just sad. Dragon's just who he is, whatever. But the Rough Rider movement was big in hip hop. It was one of the biggest things in hip hop ever. So DMX had a big influence in hip hop. And um, DMX is once again another prime example of somebody who died too young. 50 years old is too young for a black man that done so much for hip hop, done so much for the black culture to be dead, yo. It's just, it's just, it's real bad and it's real sad. Um, but right now we can tell them to rap in peace because we can be happy. DMX helped a lot of people, you know, and, and it's mad respect. And the locks went on and, and, and started what? The locks started record labels. Um, DMX started his own bloodline record label. I don't know any artists. I don't know how far that went, but it, it, you know, DMX was able to start a record label. Eve was able to do some things. The locks was able to start uh, D Block Music, I think it is, or D Block Record Label, whatever the locks was able to do, and they was able to do their D Block shit. A lot of people ate off of DMX's back. Rough Rider started off the back of DMX with him and his dog. So, um, yeah, get at me, dog. It's right. Get at me, dog. And everybody who got at DMX got that money. They got that bread. They got that lifestyle. They got some a form of success. And like I said, the Rough Riders, um, I don't know if the Rough Riders street team is still going on. All that stuff is still going on. But I know the Rough Riders still got a motorcycle club that, that started with DMX. All of this stuff was put on the back of this black man. And I don't know if his lifestyle was because he came to the pressures. I don't know. You know, I'm not going to get into it. But DMX Definitely, definitely started a movement. Rough Riders was a movement. DMX saved Def Jam. To be honest, because I heard at the time that Def Jam was doing bad. Def Jam wasn't selling the records like they were selling, and DMX put them back on the map. DMX put Def Jam back on the map. They started a whole video game, Def Jam Vendetta, which I really feel was based on the success of DMX too. DMX done a lot of movies, and although I didn't um like most of them, Belly. Whether critically it came acclaimed film, Belly um put knives back on the map, and Belly uh did a lot of things for a lot of black people. So with that being said, I'm gonna end this podcast and I'm just gonna end it um by saying, you know, if you're a fan of my podcast, please continue to listen. And once again, rap in peace to DMX, Shock G, and uh and Black Rob. And um hopefully you'll continue listening. And I'll holler at you next time. Thanks. Peace.